Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here, I hope you're well. Today's episode, being around practice, might not sound as if it's got much to do with business, but it has everything to do with business. One of the biggest things that I see happening right now is trying something once or twice and then getting frustrated, giving up, thinking it doesn't work, and then trying something new. That's a real recipe for disaster. So today, join me as we discover what is it that you need to practice as a business owner and how does that even make a difference? Look forward to seeing you in the podcast. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. So practice makes perfect does it? That's the old line. You know, if you want to be good at anything, you've got to practice. We kind of know that. But I remember one of my previous voice tutors years ago, and it's stayed with me for years because he said, no, Angela, practice does not make perfect. It makes permanent. So the context is it depends what you're practicing. So let's turn this conversation in a couple of different ways. What kind of things, Anchor, do people skirt around practicing or that they um, need to practice that, you know, in the uh, in growing their skills as a business person and around visibility or around speaking or around getting the message out? Anything that requires a skill, which is kind of everything, <laughs> you know, when you think about it, you don't become a good writer by watching videos. You become a good writer by watching videos and then start writing you don't create good videos without creating videos. You don't record a good podcast without recording audio. You don't get good at anything without doing it. You don't get good at, at you know, using technology to put your programs together without ever touching anything. So I think it's that development of skill. And I think the biggest... Um, problem that people have with it is to know which skill to focus on at any point in time because everybody comes at you from a million different directions you need this and you need that so like for you to know what you need now I find a lot of people spend way too much time on learning stuff that isn't quite that relevant yet when they have some other basic skills that are still missing and that's that's a skill in itself, right? To kind of know. Give us some examples and, of that, Anka. Well, and a classic example is people, and you know, I get that all the time. Oh, I need to figure out how to build a funnel, mm. right? And I'm like, okay, so what is it that that you're offering? Well, I have an idea for a program. Mm. Well, great. If you have an idea for a program that doesn't even exist yet. 
you've never sold it, you've never delivered it, a funnel is the last thing you need, right? So you need to basically create an offer that you can sell to somebody and then you need to deliver it and then you come back and assess, well, is this something I'd like to do again with more people? Like, how did that go? Did I enjoy delivering it? Did somebody, did the person, the people who came, did they get what they came from? Did they enjoy it? Did I enjoy working with them? million questions to be answered. And after that, you say, well, okay, yeah, this is really, I love this. I could do this all day, every day. Then you can start looking at like, okay, how can I make this more efficient? And, you know, yeah, I think focusing on systems when you haven't actually validated an offer yet is always a waste of time. You know, whereas learning how to talk about what you do in a succinct manner. I remember I, I actually, I was in a Facebook group years ago and they, we had, uh, it was called Promo Thursday. Every promo, every Thursday we were invited, we got a little prompt and we were invited to go live for two minutes to say what we did in, you know, through the lens of whatever the prompt was. So we basically, for over two years, I practiced saying, what I do, why I do it, who I do it for, to make sure I'm getting in. And it was always like, if it's over two minutes, I'm not, I'm going to delete it, right? So it was literally like, it was coming up with different ways to say it and make it short. You know, initially it was almost impossible to kind of not ramble on for five minutes, right? And then over time you get a feel for, okay, that's two minutes, that's 30 seconds. Like you get a feel for it, but it comes over time and you start losing the ramble words, right? So you kind of, every time you get almost a bit bored by it. So it kind of becomes more and more concise and you cannot skip that process. I think that's, that's, there's, there's two points there for me. Like the first one is actually that networking, it isn't, you know, just a place where solopreneurs that can't find work hang out for therapy, you know, and a bit of social interaction. Although I think during the pandemic, there was a little bit of that going on because we all felt a bit isolated. But it's a genuine place where you can hone your skills and learn the art of relationship building. But it's one form of marketing and one form of um, getting the message out. And I think the interesting thing that you mentioned about I've got an idea for something and I you know I need to put it forward in a funnel again goes to one of our you know previous um podcasts where it was around the fast track because again it's about the idea of if I have passive income semi-passive income one-to-many I've got the money coming in and I want to have it automated so that I don't have to do it because I either can't do it which is like <laughs> I can't do it or I don't want to, to to have to have to spend that much energy putting it together to do it. So I think programs then can become incredibly attractive that promise to put the funnel in place for you as a done-for-you option, where that to me is the interesting thing because it's not whether somebody actually puts a funnel in place for you, like yippee-doo-dah, no problem, you know, is that it's like, as you said, it's at what stage in the business are you to need that now. And I think it becomes this abdication of responsibility for practicing and, and learning the skills that you need versus genuinely outsourcing, automating or delegating certain things. Because as a business owner, you now need to turn your attention to other things, your own strengths, your own delivery, 
in order to expand your business. So I think that that to me is the nuance of the difference between it. And they, you know, for some people, they don't want a big business. They love what they do. They want to be a really good specialist at what they do and they want to be referable. And for 15 years, that's the place that I played out and stayed in business. And, you know, there was a back in 2017, I had my first opportunity to do a big corporate training. And people at the time were saying, well, how did you kind of almost like swizzle that one, you know, as if I kind of just went out there and did some magic secret source magic wanding and out came, you know, this work with the Ministry of Defence or something, you know. But what they failed to see was for 10 years earlier, I spent 10 years honing my craft at identifying and helping different voices over those years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of voices in the practice that I did. It's only when I really saw that there was a change to be made or opportunity was there, but I was able to step in at a very different level, quite a high level of delivery, not because... I was just, you know, kind of uh, winging it, <laughs> but because actually there, there'd been some practice going on beforehand, and I hadn't even really tried to fast track that. It just it, that that organically developed out of the ability to just keep doing well what you're doing well at, and and when did that become off trend to just keep doing well at what you're good at and and well at. And I think there is a case of like, try it, nail it, automate it, delegate it, as it were, you know. But I think people are trying to miss out the try it and the nail it bit because <laughs> because yeah. getting somebody else to do it or avoiding it altogether, that was my trick, was avoiding it because I was scared of it or I didn't know how to do it. Um, but that feeling that I don't want to do one-to-one, I don't want to sell one-to-one, I want to sell one-to-many, I get it. But some of the best people in funnel marketing I've spoken to, and I remember one of them saying to me, a young guy who builds massive YouTube campaigns for some big influencers, um, he said to me, Angela, he said, if people can't sell one-to-one, there's no, there's no hope of them selling one-to-many. There's no skill. Of course not. Yeah, and I think that's the people constantly get blinded by all these messages you know just follow you know just do the thing and you know and and having like promising the shortcut you know promising and promising also the actually I saw something recently who was it probably it was Alex Hormozzi I don't know I can't remember but but there was this whole thing initially when you start out you know you need Basically, he said, well, there's only three ways you can grow a business. Like you need more customers, you need to sell more to these customers, and you see you need them to stay longer or like something. Like it was literally just need to sell more to more customers, right? And he said, well, you might notice that there is no less in here, whereas everybody always says, well, you have to do less. And he says, well, not in the beginning. In the beginning, it is about more. It is about trying things out it is about working with the you know kissing the frog and working with the wrong client so you actually start to learn who your good client is and so there is no way around that bit it's almost like once you reach that plateau you go you kind of you have something then you can stop doing all the stuff you can then see what works best what works best for you and then you can start to automate and then you can start to scale but that's the thing you can't skip the validation phase like nobody I've, I've started my podcast I don't know like four or five years ago and it's all about 
How did you turn your passion into a business? Not once have I spoken to somebody who goes, oh, I just had an idea. And then magically it all happened. Like every single person starts giggling. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't remind me. Like it was, you know, nobody skips even the overnight successes because they're just not known before you know but nobody talks about those no. 10 years that they developed this no. and, and you know I think what we're you know at the heartbeat of what we're really saying here it's not that the you know if you can have an opportunity to get something done better or automated or by somebody else don't take it like that's not the point here is I think I when people are frustrated I normally the first question I ask them is do you still want to build a business? Do you, or, you know, do you still want to? Do Are you, is this something you actually still want to do? And they kind of stops them in their tracks because that's not the question they're expecting. And once they say, yes, I do, I say, well, settle down and build it then. Just settle down. Because I said the commitment, as long, once you've just said that, I said, just witness what you've just said. You've just said, I still want to build a business. I'm committed to building a business for as long as it takes to build it to the place that I want to get it and then I'll decide what to do and if I you know we run the visible club together and if I hadn't when I had the first idea I actually sat in the bedroom in the middle of covid and said to myself this is my next five-year building project and I'm not even looking up from this until I've reached five years and then I'll make a new decision and if I hadn't have started with that commitment my goodness me there'd been plenty of times you know, that I could have just given up on the whole uh, idea of it. And yet now, you know, you're on board. I couldn't have seen you all the way back then. That commitment that I made was to say, I will build and I don't know what else. It doesn't matter what else. It, everything else is movable. Everything else is dealable with. It's the, it, it's the, the practice, every day getting up to practice that over a period of time you will have built a mastery, a skill, a business, a lifestyle if you actually recognize that building is what it's about, whatever it is, it's it's building. Yeah, and one step in front of the other, one brick on top of the other, right? So you can get tired, you can throw the W out of the pram every now and then, right? But then you brush yourself off and you keep building. That's the only, like, you will, like, there's no doubt that you'll create something, right? I think only if whatever frustration you have, if it's the last action you take, that's when you're out. That's when you failed in your business. But if you use it to brush yourself off and take the next step, you're in, the, you're in business. You're, you're so going. until next time, everyone, stay in it. Stay committed. Stay committed to the thing that you wanted to build because practice will make that permanent in your life as a fixture, as a thing in this world. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength 
create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.